Thank you for tuning into Air and Earth, the podcast that lifts you up and keeps you grounded. I'm your host, Melissa Moffat, and I'm here to share some information that I've found helpful in my own life, as well as interview people on topics ranging from self-love of body, soul, and mind, social, environmental, and animal justice, mindfulness, business, relationships, ethics, and so much more with the intention of supporting you on your healing and growth journey as you strive to love yourself, those around you, and the planet just a little more. Hey everyone, before we dive into today's episode, I just want to let you know to stay on the lookout for my upcoming course called Worthy. This course is a two-month-long immersive program on embracing and loving yourself as you are, stepping into knowing your innate worth and the power that you hold to welcome more love, abundance, adventure, fun, connection, healing, and compassion into your life and then harnessing your ability to use your gifts for the benefit of others and the planet. If you're listening to this in real life, I'm planning for the course to open sometime in mid-March. Be on the lookout for more information. I, in the next week or two, will be opening up registration, but I will give plenty of notice before that happens. I'm just letting you know ahead of time so you can be thinking about it. I've really deeply poured my heart into this course. Everything that I've learned in the past 10 years about loving ourselves and loving others and loving the planet. And I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. There's going to be so much information, community, live webinars, Q&As, opportunities to have one-on-one time with me. And it's just going to be really incredible. And I'm so super excited for it. With that being said, let's dive into today's episode on trust. Hello, welcome to episode six of Air and Earth podcast. Today is a solo episode. Is it just me this time? I'll do these every once in a while. Um, yeah, just sitting here at my house drinking some tea, and today we are going to talk about trust. But before we talk about trust, let me just take a moment and say thank you, everyone. (laughs) Thank you for listening in. Thank you for all of the messages and the comments and for resharing the podcast on your stories, sending me emails. It means so much to me. So, 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 so much. Thank you for the support. It helps me spread the word about the podcast and helps me let me know that I'm on the right track, that this is a good thing, that it is helping you and you're enjoying it, and that is my goal here, my whole goal. So please continue doing that. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review, and that would be so helpful. And yeah, I just really appreciate you appreciate you all. I'm super thankful for you, and I love you. So, like I said today, I want to talk about trust. Um, This is something that you all voted on as being the next episode. It's something that I think we all (laughs) can struggle with in our lives. It's been a huge theme for me over the past few months. Um, I've had a lot of changes within the past, a little over a year. I, so, I left grad school, I I finished up, I've got my master's degree, and left school, that was last December, and between then and now, I... I did a yoga teacher training. I moved to Louisville, Kentucky. I started working. I stayed working for a while. Uh, My dad got sick, and I decided I needed to move home to be with him. So I moved again. I also, in that time, decided I was going to go for starting my own business and... um, seeing how that would turn out, and 
I got broken up with. <laughs> I have since gone through the process of learning about myself and trying to gain that trust back in myself and my decisions. And yeah, it's been a lot, a lot of big changes. A lot more changes are coming up. So I, yeah, today I'm just going to talk a bit about those, how I kind of trusted myself through those, those big changes. And then I asked you all if you had any specific questions, and you all did. So I'm going to be answering those questions, too. So going back to all of the big changes, um, you know, first of all, I, I moved. And moving to Louisville on my own wasn't that, it didn't feel like that big of a change. I had a lot of security going there. You know, I had a really good job. I found an apartment. Um, I probably got stressed out here and there being like, oh, am I going to find a good apartment? I don't know. But I started looking pretty early. So that really wasn't that stressful of a situation or I didn't really encounter issues with trusting myself during that. It, it more kind of started when I decided to leave that job, leave the stability <laughs> that I felt in that job, the benefits and the paycheck and move back home. That's kind of when it all fell apart and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh gosh, I need to work on trusting myself and kind of just going for it when I didn't know how it would turn out. I knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted to to be home with my family. I knew I needed to have some sort of an income to support myself. And I knew I wanted to do that doing something that I love, which is I love I love helping people love themselves and loving others and loving the planet. And so I kind of went back to I, I do a few different things whenever I have these big decisions. One, I think about I, th I think about all of the things that I've already done. I did this a lot when I was in school. So if I had a big test or when I was, you know, going through defending my thesis or some sort of big project that seemed huge, it seemed overwhelming. I thought back to other times that I had had <laughs> big projects or hard things coming up, or if I was doing like a performance, you know, I was a ballet dancer for a long time. I would think back to other times I had done similar things. And I was like, okay, I got through it then. I got through it then. I can get through it now. <laughs> Same thing. So that's one thing I do is to go back in time and be like, okay, I've done this before. Heck yeah, I can do it again. Another thing I do is to really drop in and get present. A lot of times, whenever we have a big transition coming up or we're trying to make a decision, we start thinking ahead so much. We think about what's going to happen next week, next month, next year, three years down the road. And that can be good in a way. But it can also just be wasting our energy if we're doing it too much. It's nice to check in and be like, where do I want to be in five years? But also, some of that is completely out of your control. You have no idea what's going to happen. You have no idea how your mindset is going to shift. You have no idea what people are going to come into your life, how you're going to expand, what you might go through. You have no idea. So it's nice to just kind of release all of that and say, okay, where am I right now? Tap into your senses. That, that is what can get you present immediately. Moving your body. doesn't have to be like physical exercise. It can just be simple. Just flowing around, rolling your neck. Deep breaths. Deep, deep breaths. Going outside, feeling the breeze on your face even like eating some food, just really, really, really getting like sensual. And I don't mean sensual as in like sexual, I mean sensual as in like using your senses. That will tap you into being present, bring you back to the moment and think about 
how you feel right now. Another thing that I do, and this might be a little morbid, <laughs> is um, I think about the fact that I'm going to die. When I have a big decision and I think about um, things I want to do, maybe, you know, like big dreams, like wanting to start my own business, wanting to travel, things like that, that I'm like, do I have the energy to do this? Do I have the finances? Do I have <laughs> whatever? I remind myself that my time here is limited. My time here is not promised. And honestly, it could all go down tomorrow. Who knows? So that really reminds me to just live each day as full as I possibly can. And for me, that is forming connections with people, being nice to people, not sweating the small stuff that much, taking the chances, going for it, you know, doing all of those, <laughs> those things, living each day as if, not as if it's your last day because, you know, we all have to plan ahead and things like that. And it's, it's smart to plan ahead. But also just keeping everything into perspective is super important. I also heard something recently that really sat with me when it comes to trust. A lot of times we have trust issues because... We don't see how something that we want, whether that be more clarity, more connection in our relationship. We want a different job. We want to travel somewhere. We want our finances to be better. We want better relationships with our family. We want more free time. Whatever it is, we don't see how that can come true for us. And that is based on where we are now. That doesn't mean it can't happen. Every step in your life, you've been learning along the way. You've been slowly figuring things out. That is how we progress. That is how we grow up. <laughs> you can do a lot more things now than you could when you were two years old. <laughs> you can do a lot more things now than you could when you were 10 or however you're old you are. I can do a lot more things now at age 26 than I could at 25. That's because I've had experience. I've had more education. I've met people. Things have happened. And that's how life works. If you had it all figured out now, if you knew all of the lessons you ever would learn now, you'd have everything done. Nothing ever is going to be done as long as you're alive. You're always slowly going to be learning and figuring out things. That being said, the things that you want, the things that you're trying to get to but don't know how to get there, those things can be figured out. You can learn. Experiences will come up. And the key is, <laughs> going back, it's trusting <laughs> that you can learn. And it's staying open. If you automatically decide, that's never going to happen for me. I'm never going to be able to change careers. I'm never going to find a relationship that works. You're automatically closing yourself off to the opportunities, to the learning, the knowledge, the experience that can get you to that position. If you stay open to it, next thing you know, you'll hear a bit of information that's like, oh, or you'll see a job listing and you're like, oh, Things will start popping up. You have to stay open. It's just like a door. If you, I mean, this is like a very <laughs> um, simple example, but if you're, if you're open, if the door's open, things can come through. If the door's closed, it's just going to bounce straight off of you. You have to stay open. You have to, to, to remember that things have always been working out. Things are always going to keep working out. And in some cases, it's really, really hard to see that. When, when I, all in one week, changed my job 
I moved home and my relationship ended, everything in my life all at once changed. And everything in me wanted to run away, wanted to recede and say, I'm not cut out for this. What am I doing? Let me crawl back to my hole of safety and stability and try to gain back all of the ground that I used to feel, all the stability, everything. And that was fear for sure, tons of fear about the future. How would I ever gain back feeling secure? Well, that security that I felt, it was perceived stability because I honestly had no control. Even if I had stayed, even if I hadn't made the choices I made to move, to leave my job, and whatever decisions I made that went toward my relationship ending, that was all perceived because deep down, I really don't have control over those things. Something could have been happening at my job where I got laid off at some point. Something could have happened to my home. <laughs> you know, houses burned down, things like that. It's all, all the stability that we feel is perceived. It's our comfort zone. And that comes with the, f the feeling that those things aren't going to last is where surrender comes in. And knowing that everything in this life is not permanent. Everything. Everything. Down to life itself. Our relationships, even our most beautiful, perfect relationships, they'll go in ebb and flow. They will not last forever. Our home... <laughs> One day will wear away into the ground. Nothing will last. And that's almost terrifying for a second. Thinking these thoughts that everything we know. <laughs> I'm getting so deep here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but this is what keeps me grounded. Knowing everything will not last. It won't last. It just makes everything feel a lot lighter. It's like, okay... If I make this decision, what, is it, what does it matter in the big scheme of things? And it comes down to, those big decisions come down to two things. Am I making it based on fear or am I making it based on love? Can I use this decision to help others, to better the lives of others? Because that's what truly matters. Or am I making this decision just to try to gain some comfort when really there is, there is no way to know that what we're trying to gain comfort in will even be there for us. We're just using it as a crutch. I also want to point out something. I think trust is, the amount that we trust ourselves is the same as the amount that we trust other people and the amount that we trust life and vice versa. It's all connected. For instance, Say you're in a relationship. The amount that you trust yourself to even choose to be in that relationship, because that, that is your choice. Let me, let me go back even further. I was in a relationship when I was maybe like 19, where I, there, were, there were lots of red flags looking back. Lots of red flags. And I didn't know any better. I didn't trust myself. I didn't know what I was doing. I was young. I, didn't ex I hadn't had life experience yet. I hadn't really seen what good relationships can be like. So I trusted this guy. <laughs> and it was not that good. I got, like, cheated on and stuff. So I <laughs> the fact is I didn't trust myself. And I didn't trust him, and I didn't have a good reason to trust either because I clearly wasn't good at choosing a good relationship, and he clearly wasn't good at, like, you know, staying committed. So, so hopefully that makes sense. The amount that you trust yourself is the amount that you can trust other people. And that being said, that doesn't mean that everything's perfect. You can trust yourself a lot. You're still going to screw up. 
and that's okay. You can trust other people a lot. They're still going to hurt you, and that's okay, too. You have to know that we're, that's part of life is going with the flow, riding the wave, trusting it anyway, even though sometimes you screw up, sometimes people screw up, and you just have to keep trying to see the best in yourself and the best in others because deep down, most people are well-meaning. They just have experiences and hurt and everything else that causes them to act up, and so do you, so do I, so does everyone, and life does the same thing. Sometimes life is beautiful and great, and then other times it's like, oh, everything's on fire, or like, oh, my dog died. You know, like, sometimes it's going to be freaking tough, and you just got to roll with it, and give yourself space to feel it, and be like, okay, Let's keep going. So that's that. Anyway, let's answer some questions. It's question time. That's my song while I'm bringing up the questions. And I was like, this is kind of not a heavy episode, but it's like, I don't know. You know I'm into like the feeling stuff and the deep stuff. So I figured I'd lighten up with a song. So that's your song for this episode. Okay, so I'm getting into some questions now that I am going to answer about trust. So the first one is, how do you relax a little and trust in the universe? Or how do you learn to trust the process rather than trying to control everything? I don't know if you could talk about higher and lower self, but I'm so interested to hear this. And that is from Kirstie. Thanks, Kirstie. Or is it Christy? It's Kirsty. It's totally Kirsty. Okay, anyway. So thank you. Um, hmm, relaxing. First of all, you literally have to relax. <laughs> Our society so much is like, go, 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 go. Wake up. Eat some food. Go to work. Exercise. Uh, do your taxes. You know, we don't make time to just like chill the frick out. So my first, <laughs> my first bit of advice is like, do you relax enough? Be honest with yourself here, everybody. Do you, get, do you make enough time to just relax? And I don't mean relax as in like, like, I mean really relax. Really chill out, like meditation, like getting a massage, like maybe not getting, even getting a massage, but like asking someone to just rub your shoulders for you for a second. Take time to just, like, sit down, look outside, go for a walk. Realize that everything doesn't have to move so fast. I think that's step one. And like I said earlier about trusting in the universe, everything comes and goes. It's a, it's a big wave of highs and lows, you know what I mean? Like, you just have to know that. You have to deep down know that so that, that when you're high, when you're, like, not literally high, but when you're like <laughs> at Disney World and you're skipping around and life is great, you also know that like things are going to go down eventually and that's okay and that will keep you grounded. And when, when the stuff goes down, know that that's not going to last forever and that you're going to get something good out of that. You're going to get connection, empathy. You're going to gain some life experience, which is going to make you wiser. That's what happens. That's life. And that's trusting the process. Like I said, surrender. We don't have control anyway. We really don't. We control, what we control is how we react to things, how we respond, our mindsets. That's what we have control over. What is within us? We don't have control over our bodies. We do to a certain extent, but kind of we don't. We don't know what could happen. We can get diseases. We can get hurt. But we, what we have control over is our mind. We don't have control over what other people are doing, but we can control how we react to them, how we respond. And about like the higher versus lower self thing, I mean, it's just, it's, it's choosing the things, choosing to act and to think and to say the things that are just, a little nicer, a little kinder, 
a little more based on trust versus fear versus anger. And it's okay to fear, feel all of those things. You're going to feel fear. You're going to feel anger. You're going to feel frustrated. You're going to get freaking annoyed with your partner. You're going to get annoyed with yourself. But don't act on it. Don't throw a pan at somebody. You know, breathe for a second. Be like, what is happening here? And then, and then choose to act whenever you've cooled down. That's my idea of like higher versus lower self. It's just choosing, <laughs> going with the one that's like, oh, this feels a little better. This feels a little better. This gives me a little more relief <laughs> versus like, I really want to like be really angry right now, but I know that later on that I'll just regret that. And that takes time to learn that. It takes space. It takes like practice and you're going to screw up like always. So be nice to yourself. Here's another question. When dealing with anxiety, how did you learn to trust that you wouldn't feel like this forever or trust that you would learn to cope with it in more helpful ways? How did you learn slash trust that these could become your strengths one day? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. When I was deeply, deeply anxious and in depression, um, that was when I was 16. I had no freaking idea. No idea. Uh, but I knew I didn't want to feel that way. And I really didn't want to, um, uh, yeah, I didn't want to get worse. And now looking back, I totally know that, but I've come a long way. It's been 10 years since I was at my lowest point. But I didn't know that then. But I started to kind of figure it out because I started getting help. I started talking to people and opening up. And I am a big believer, big, 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 big believer in the idea that talking to people and reading things deeply expands what you know is cap what you know is available to you. So I started, I went to a therapist. And she said, hey, your thoughts aren't <laughs> necessarily real. She told me a lot of things that I had no idea were true. And that helped me expand a little bit. Then I started to read other people's stories. I started to read books about getting better. I, I kept the ball rolling of my healing. And now I'm at this place where if I get anxious now, which I don't get anxious a lot, honestly, and I used to have panic attacks and migraines literally at least once a week. So guys, I was like a deeply, deeply, deeply anxious and stressed out person and depressed, all of those things. But now I kind of know that, not kind of, I 100% know that those things didn't have to last forever because they didn't. And that I could slowly make changes to get better and better. I could build up practices to help me feel better. And now I'm here on this headset recording my story and you're listening and maybe this is helping you. So if you don't feel right now like you can get out of it, then listen to me. <laughs> That's what I did with other people. When I was deep in it, people told me that it would work out. And I, I didn't feel like that for a long time. It took a long time. But it just planted a seed. It just planted a little seed, and the seed slowly grew, slowly, 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 baby steps. It's not realistic to say I'm stressed and depressed and I don't like my lifestyle and everything's hard but tomorrow's going to be bright and sunshiny and beautiful and my life is going to be turned around that's not realistic and that's okay but know have patience know that over time you can make changes so what's one small thing you can do today what's one small thing can you meditate for five minutes can you start reading a book a self-improvement book not self-improvement I don't really like that word because we're all, like, beautiful the way we are, but a, a book that will help you connect to yourself. Everything, everything that you're going through is valuable. Believe that. 
believe that because one day you might turn around and have, for me, you know, I've had like a 16-year-old approach me and they were going through what I was going through. And I can, I could be there for them. And I would never trade anything that I went through. I would never trade it. I would never throw it away because now I can give to other people in a way that I couldn't if I hadn't been through those things. So just start doing little things day by day, day by day. And slowly it will build and you'll feel, you'll feel a little better and you'll feel a little better and a little better and a little better. And after some time, you'll feel great, but you have to put, put in... You have to put in the time. You have to give yourself the time to meditate, to read, to journal. Take yourself to therapy if that's available to you. If not, listen to podcasts. Oh my God, there are podcasts with therapists, literal therapists where you can just listen to them talk and do that. It will help you. Next question. Advice on possible pushback from loved ones who don't understand your ability to trust. Ooh, Hannah, good question. Ugh. So I'm really lucky that my, my immediate family, so the family that I can't really get rid of, like my, my mom and my dad and my brother have been super supportive on my idea to be like, uh, I'm just going <laughs> to leave my supportive job and go create my own business on the internet. Like, they've been so supportive, and they've really believed in me, and I think part of the reason they really believe in me is because I'm, I believe in myself, right? Um, but I know that sometimes people go through things, and their they will want to project their experiences onto you. So maybe someone else in your family started, you know, in my case, say one of my family members had tried to start their own, their own business, and it failed failed and it caused them a lot of pain. They wouldn't want me to go through that. So they might say, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And you kind of just got to do it anyway. You just got to do it anyway. Because guess what? If you don't do it, because they told you not to, you're going to resent them. Your relationship with them is going to be so much more hurt than if you just ignore them for a little bit and try it out anyway. And maybe they'll be worried about you for a little bit. And maybe you will have to set boundaries with them for a little bit about what they can say to you. But it's much better than you being old and being mad at them still because, and mad at yourself because you listen to them. So do it anyway. And sometimes that means people might have to leave. <laughs> and that. That's part of life. That's, that's part of life. You can't, compromise is important and sacrifice is sometimes important, you know, but you can't, you can't stay small to make someone else comfortable. You can't. And if that's a friend or a family member or a relationship, Sometimes those things have to come to a close if you're expanding and if you're wanting to go and if you're knowing you're going to do it and that you need to do it. And that sucks and it's hard, but it is life. It is life. Nothing is permanent. Just so everyone knows, I sing a lot, <laughs> just stupid songs. That's something I got from my mom. Thanks, mom. Um, but yeah, that's what I have to say about that. As you dive deeper into your journey, do you find your walls not going up as quickly as they may have before? From Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Melissa's one of my friends, actually. Um, yes, definitely. Definitely. As I get more uh, self-aware and just aware in general, I have just become very sensitive to knowing what are my triggers and 
what are these walls coming up? Um, I just take a lot more space now than I used to. A lot more space um, to think through things, not necessarily think, to feel through things and to sit with it and then kind of let it go on its way. I'm also a lot better about, <laughs> obviously I'm here on a podcast talking about my feelings and emotions and life. <laughs> so like, I'm a lot more vulnerable than I used to be because I've realized how much of a strength that is to be able to share. And it does mean that people can kind of get in here and say some stuff that are that's kind of rude sometimes. Like I actually had that this morning. Someone said some stuff and I was like, that's not very nice. But then I'm, I remember I'm not going to put up this wall. I'm not going to back away because one person said something kind of rude. I can see that they're saying things because they're in a place that's hurt. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like a comment that's like, I'm all for, for criticism. Criticism is important. Actually, some of my best friends are people who are also my mentors. And what I mean by that is the people who I love and the people who I really want in my life are the people who don't, who call me out on my shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who are like, uh, are you just saying this or are you just trying to do this because you're afraid of what's going to happen if you actually go for what you want? Or, um, hey, like, that was an awesome thing you just did. I have an idea for you because I've had the same experience of how maybe next time it could be a little better. And I'm open to that and I want that and I ask for it. But other times it's just like things that are kind of silly and people say things because they're hurting. And that doesn't mean you have to put up the walls and try to shield yourself from being hurt. That just means you have to see where they're coming from being compassionate for people. But being compassionate for people is not the same as letting them control you. You can be compassionate for someone and still need them out of your life right now. You can love somebody and care about them and still say, I'm not going to be in a relationship with you. I'm not going to take to heart what you just said because I know it's not true. Yeah. So that's how I feel about that. Do you have any go-to rituals to regain trust in yourself when you lose it? Journaling. Uh, journaling is huge for me. Writing out how I feel about something, writing out, writing out the things that I know I'm capable of good aspects about myself and my life. Sometimes I just straight up write out my fears and then I look at them and I'm like, oh, they're just fears. <laughs> it's just fears. <laughs> um, so I actually have a blog post called Five Ways to Stop Being So Hard on Yourself. It's on my website and I will link it down below in the show notes. And it's... Um, within it, you can sign up and you'll get emailed a list of some journaling exercises that I really, really love. So if you want some more journaling exercises, check out that, that blog post. I also have the growth guide, which is a 12-day program that has daily a meditation as well as reading exercise, so you read something for a while that I wrote, and then it has exercises like journaling, things you can do on your own, things you can do for other people that will really tap you back into your own heart space and um, just feeling really connected to yourself and believing in yourself and believing in your capabilities to love others well and make a difference in the world. And um, yeah, it's it's a great program. I've had really good feedback on it. I have a lot more information on my website. I have testimonials. I 
have stuff about it all over my Instagram in the highlights. And yeah, check it out if you're interested. I have a code for you. If you want to check it out, you can get 10% off using the code PODCAST10, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-10. That's all caps. And you would use that at checkout on my website. I have the link below. But it's really good if you're wanting something to lead you through trusting yourself, loving yourself, and knowing and harnessing your power and getting through things that are scary and being present, loving others. Talks about all that stuff, all that goody stuff. Yeah, so check it out. Use the code. And yeah. Next question. What to do when you have a hard time trusting that good things can last? From Beatrice. Mm, I've had issues with this before. So same kind of thing as what I mentioned earlier. You have to kind of go back to the past a little bit. Remember everything that you've done all along the way how it's all kind of been working out, even though some of it has been really hard. Because maybe not all good things will last, but what can last is your ability to see good in all things. Whoa, that was a good one. I should write that down. Not all good things will last, but what can last is your ability to see good in all things. So yeah, try that out. Next question. How do you trust that your feelings are real and valid when stuck in an abusive situation and they blame it on you and tell others you're making it up because you're mentally ill? Okay, I got this question and this is I thought about this question for a while today, actually, before recording. And I have never been in a relationship that was what I would call abusive. Um, that relationship I was in when I was eight or 19 or something, that probably could have ended up being an abusive relationship, but luckily it ended pretty quickly. Um, I've seen family members in abusive relationships. I've had friends who are in abusive relationships. But I... I only feel comfortable and I will always only speak on things that I have experience or education around. And as I do not have experience or education around abusive relationships, what I would suggest is finding someone who does. So finding, if you have access to a therapist, that would be probably most beneficial. If you don't, Talk to someone you trust, a family member, a friend. I'm sure there is tons of support groups if you, if you search abusive relationship help hotline that there are people you can call. Like I said earlier, there's also tons of podcasts. There's everything on the internet. <laughs> the internet is a blessing because you can find everything. Literally everything. So I'm sure there's a podcast if you search abusive relationships. Um, but my main thing is don't do nothing. Don't do nothing because you don't deserve that. You do not deserve that. Okay? So, so take action. Get some help. Know that you're not alone. You're not alone. And I'm sending you lots of love, and I'm sure everyone who is listening in is sending you a lot, a lot of love. And also, if you want to reach out to me anymore, I'm always here for you. I can't tell you what to do because, like I said, I don't know, but I will be your friend. Just saying. Okay. Anyway. Next question. Did you get hurt because of trusting someone else? How did you react and get it together again? Yes! We all have gotten hurt because we've trusted someone. Who hasn't? Raise a hand. None of you are raising your hand. We've all gotten hurt. 
If you aren't getting hurt, you are a hermit for your whole life. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all going to get hurt. But it's worth it because you got to have connections with people. And even if, like I said earlier, even if you're in this perfect, amazing relationship, it's, gonna, it's still going to end. Either you're going to die or they're going to die. And that's just the way it is. And you have to go back to, you can't place your happiness in someone else's hands. And that's really hard, and we can't do that 100%, because to a certain ex extent, we all need validation from the outside world, at least a little bit. And that's okay. We all need to feel supported and loved. But we have to know that we are the true source of our own happiness. We are the true source of our power, of our feelings of, of knowing that we are worthy. So whenever we do get hurt, we have to keep coming back to that. That we are strong, we are powerful, we are, we are sovereign, we are, we are the source of love. We have everything we need within us already. And I think eventually after going through that again and again, you can open up. After my last relationship ended, I did feel really hurt. I was really sad. And I let myself feel it. I let myself feel it. I cried. I wrote about it. I did all the things to try to process it. I talked about it cried some more. But I was also in the process looking to find gratitude. I knew that one day I'd be able to talk about it and maybe it'd help somebody. I knew that it would teach me what I want next time in a relationship. I knew that it'd teach me about my own strength, my own ability to be okay with being alone, be happy being alone. Know that I don't need, it's fun to have somebody, a relationship. But I also have my girlfriends, I have my family, I have Forrest, and I have myself. And my heart has been able to open back up again. I'm actually kind of in a new relationship. And it's great so far. And I feel so much more stable. I feel much less codependent. I feel more like, heck yeah, I got me. And it's fun having you around too. I can have both. You know? So just take time, feel what you need to feel, and keep coming back to your own power. Okay, I only have two more questions I'm going to answer. How did you trust your instincts? I worked really hard to get where I am but it doesn't feel right. I'm not sure I can just walk away from all those years of effort. I worried, I'm worried it is a rash decision based on recent frustration, feeling jaded about the industry. I don't wanna walk away and regret it. Well, think about what's the worst that could happen. If you walk away, can you come back? Can you kind of, if you, if you wanna go out and try something else, can you be super transparent and can you be super grateful and still have that option open for you? Think about your life in five years, 10 years, 20 years. Are you gonna regret not trying? What's more important to you? The feeling of stability, the feeling of, of sticking with things or the feeling of trying something new? There's no right or wrong answer in that, by the way. There's no right or wrong answer. You just have to kind of test the waters a little bit. Think about ways you can start playing around with the idea a little more. Maybe start talking about it a little more with friends or with family. See how it feels. You don't have to just jump and dive. You can slowly kind of test things out. I hope that helps. I hope that makes sense. Oh, here's a nice one. Hi, beautiful. Thank you for doing the podcast about trust. 
First of all, thanks, that's so sweet. Could you talk about how to remain positive and trust everything is going to work out well, although everything already, wait, everything <laughs> seems and feels like the opposite. Everything feels like a struggle and that you have to fight against everything. I have been struggling with my career choice and although I freaking love it, I feel it's beyond my capabilities. I want to trust that with a lot of practice and patience, I'll get something good, Maria. I'm realizing too that sometimes I've said names and sometimes I haven't. So if I've missed your name, I'm sorry and I love you. Okay, back to Maria's question. <sighs> practice, 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 practice. My biggest things for trusting yourself are meditation and journaling. Those are my biggest things for anything, really. I'm like, you have to meditate and journal. Please do it. It's so good for you. Um, but, yeah, start, start writing about it. Start just putting your thoughts down onto paper or talking out loud. You don't even need to write. You can talk out loud about it. I think one of the best things you can do if you are – struggling to see your potential and your strengths and how you are going to make something work is to start writing out what you're good at. Are you smart? Are you good with like Excel files? Are you a good photographer? Do you have awesome communication skills? Are you a good writer? Are you, do you have a fun laugh? Do you light people up? Are you a good listener? Write out those things. It'll give you a boost of confidence. Do it every day. Do do that every day for 10 days and see how your confidence shifts and changes and how good you feel about yourself. You have to take time to feel good about yourself and to believe in yourself. It takes time and effort. So practice it. And yes, it does take practice and patience. There's my dog. Did you hear him bark? Well, anyway, I hope that helps. <laughs> I think here is a good place to wrap up. Hopefully this has helped you all a little bit with feeling like you're capable of things if you just keep holding on to that trust. You can get through things because life is just a big wave and we're just here on our surfboard for the ride looking around looking at the little turtles in the water, waving at other surfers. <laughs> okay, I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week's episode. Like I said, have a great week. Share it if you feel inspired to do so. And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.